0: 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all through additional guards lengths, sizes 1 through 4. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp, black chrome. Hey, what's going on, who that nation? It is your truly TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. And thank you so much for all those that have uh come into the chat, that's joining the show. This is part 2 of the 2022 NFL draft. The second and the third round are underway and the Saints have made their pick uh in the second round. I don't expect for the New Orleans Saints to make a, a, a pick in the third round. But, um, you know, I'm I'm really excited about, uh, you know, the NFL draft. There are a lot of uh, shockers, you know, especially the fact that linebacker, uh, you know, Buckets award-winning linebacker, Nicobe Dean is still on the board as of the making of this podcast. I mean, I'm completely shocked. This is a guy that was extremely talented was active uh for the university of georgia and um he's still on the clock i mean I'm, I'm just shocked at that but uh the new orleans saints uh they they uh got their draft pick uh, a cornerback slash safety elante taylor out of tennessee uh he's a guy that's uh you know he can make some plays man i got right here i got a cl- some clips of the uh you know of elante uh, taylor y'all check it out
1: For the pick six. Alonte Taylor, the senior from Manchester, Tennessee. And for volunteer fans, the Cookie Monster gets the INT. Alabama and
0: a and ms are permanent inter rival. On a
2: sweep, Chai Smith loses a few yards there. And will lose three, it'll be second and 13 Yeah, North Carolina App State. We'll Drop eight again
1: And a big hit
0: Alante Taylor Not Austin Osborne Dangerous throw
1: And Tennessee rushes three line And passes intercepted This could be going the other way Alante Taylor down the sideline And Taylor takes it to the house been a little bit indecisive on this drive tried to
0: fit the ball in with the. yeah so as you can see uh you know he's a talented guy you know i i he's more of a cornerback slash safety and that's that's expected i mean especially the fact that the new orleans saints have uh you know a a void. uh you know malcolm jenkins retiring uh after 13 seasons and, uh, you know, Malcolm Jenkins started out as a cornerback. Uh, he started out as a cornerback, and he and he was switched to safety. And uh, this guy, with his ability to be able to cover tight ends and uh, running backs, I think that this is huge for the New Orleans Saints. And, uh, you know, this is something that the Saints have been looking for. Now, I felt like the New Orleans Saints should have went after N'Kobe Dean. Uh, he was the best prospect out there outside of Malik Willis. And, uh, you know... The fact that you still need some help at the linebacker position, and I did not expect N'Kobe Dean to be, uh, you know, still available. So I I expected for the Saints to maybe look at that. But this is a need that the Saints needed to address. So I I can't get mad at that because we often get mad at the New Orleans Saints for not addressing uh, needs that we feel they need to uh, go out there and, uh, you know, address. But they did go out here and they got Alante taylor and he's not the most popular household name but i said on twitter uh you can follow me at TJ Jones 8 but i said it i mean at one time uh we didn't know we didn't know who marcus williams was um we didn't know or you know know what the capability of marcus williams coming out of utah was but we gave him an opportunity and it paid dividends uh you know so i expect this guy to come in and uh make some plays and just like any other rookie, he's probably going to make some mistakes that, you know, on shows, you're going to have people comment and talk about what Taylor is doing out there. It was a waste of pick, blah, 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 just like they always do. But I expect for this guy to come out and, and make some plays. There's no way in the world I would think that the Saints would get this guy in a second round if they don't feel like he had the capability of being a first day starter. He's a smart guy. He's He's been a leader on that uh, ball's defense for a few years. And I'm excited to see what this guy can do. I mean, it's not going to kill my vibe. I mean, maybe it's killing y'all's because, you know, some people got to find a problem with every single thing, but it's not killing my vibe. I think the Saints so far have done an outstanding job at addressing positions that we all have talked about. I mean, everybody was talking about how the Saints needs to get a safety in the second round of the draft. Now, it may not have been the guy that you wanted, but they still address the safety position. So why in the world would you get mad at that? I hear, I see people on in my DMS and, and hitting me up on, on social media, man, TJ, what they doing, what they doing, they're doing what's expected. It's doing what we expected them to do. And we get so frustrated and mad and we want to cry and boo-hoo. We, we don't recognize the guy, but I just say, get a dude a chance. All right. He's a safety. The saints need a safety. And, uh, you know, brister the guy that everybody expected for the saints to get he ended up going a little a couple picks early uh you know and the saints couldn't get him i feel like they probably would have got brister uh from penn state uh if if he was there but you know they they had another guy in mind and elante taylor was there so i'm not mad at that Shouts out to the new orleans saints sticking to the script not going outside the script uh script and um I don't know, man. I mean, the biggest thing about this is it kind of just changes, you know, the whole Tyron Matthew thing, right? Because if the Saints would have got N'Kobe Dean, I would expect it for the New Orleans Saints to possibly uh sign Tyron Matthew. But the fact that they went out here and got a rookie uh safety, they got a rookie safety. And you know, he he went out here and you know, you know, Tyron Matthew is still available. Uh, I expect for, you know, the New Orleans Saints to possibly go in a, in, in a different direction. So that's the only biggest issue about that. I don't expect for them to sign Tyron Matthew after the uh, the drafting of Alante Taylor. If they do, I would be highly surprised.
1: I would be highly surprised. but uh let me go ahead and go to some of your comments i apologize folks
0: uh, and Packy man was in a room he was asking me for a cup and my wife just uh, showed up so i apologize for that but thank y'all for tuning in uh we're gonna go to empty-minded gaming uh says tell them tj you are right uh just tuning in uh what y'all think uh I-, I like the draft pick so far you know i definitely like the draft pick so far and um i think that I ain't got a problem with it, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, open up the phone lines a little early, man, because I want to get your thoughts on uh, day two of the NFL draft. Uh, What do you think about it? Feel free to chime in, call in. Um, I would love to hear from you. But in the meantime, uh, Saints get a grade so far. uh, It's an A. I agree. Uh, Interesting, a safety. That's not interesting, Mocha. You know, that's not interesting at all. The Saints need a safety. They they need a safety, you know, they they needed to address that position and they did that. So, I'm not mad at that. Adebo, laddie daddy, locked up. Yeah, I mean, Paulson Adebo, I expected for him to uh take a a step forward. You know, I I expect for him to take a step forward uh in the draft, uh I mean, you know, one year removed from the draft. Said he gets uh left behind on cuts uh he may be uh exactly what we need as safety fast and smart ball hulk i mean look everybody's gonna have like these these scouting reports i mean i don't i don't concern myself with the scouting reports you know i i mean they they always got some negative or uh, a knock on a player but that don't mean that that's what the case is i mean the guy might go out there and ball out i mean they had some negativity on drew Brees. they had some negative on elvin kamara they had negative on dan marino and joe montana and tom brady some of the greatest players to ever play the game so i'm not i'm not concerned about what the scouting report says about a player i'm just not uh i like it tj yeah i'm not mad at i'm not mad
1: at it at all i'm, I'm definitely not
0: This is not a bad pick at all. I think he ran a 4-3-2. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, every player probably going to have some growing pains, especially when they're young and they're trying to figure out a, a defense. So I don't expect for, you know, the guy to come out here and be the second coming to Darrell Reeves. I just think that I, – I think people have a, a false sense of reality when it comes to the draft. I, I just do. I think they have a false sense of reality. Like, people look at these players – to completely like just change the foundation of the franchise no these 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 guys need to come in and contribute to changing the foundation of a franchise and i think that when we see these guys get drafted we expect for these guys just to be all world right away and if they're not all world we feel like it's a waste of our time these guys need time to develop to be the players that we need them to be and I'm not mad at these guys if it takes them a while in order for them to, you know, especially like a second round pick, you know, to get their their footing, you know, together as far as with the with the organization and what they need to do on the field. Malcolm Jenkins replacement for sure. Yeah. Malcolm Jenkins' ability to be able to cover was a plus. It's good. I mean, he got better as a tackler, as a veteran as the years progressed. Uh, but you know his covers his cover skills was a plus because he came from being a cornerback he just went to safety because he wasn't as fast as most cornerbacks are and him moving to safety he still had that that, that cornerback mentality and this guy does as well so the saints like those cornerbacks that they can revert to safety the guys that have those good cover skills but not, may not be Fat, as fast as your typical uh cornerbacks are uh og uh like the pick yeah yeah i i, I like the pick too man i'm not mad at it i'm definitely not mad at it at all you know i think that that was a good thing as i get back on camera uh hope everybody is having a good night so far hope everybody uh is enjoying the draft and uh once again the uh link uh is in the description And also uh, in the comments. So if you want to chime in, tell me what you think about the NFL draft, what you think about, um, you know, the Saints decision, uh, and also some other teams, uh, you know, decisions. I I would love to hear from you. Marcus Williams 2.0, not watching a man run in the end zone. (laughs) Uh, I hope not. TJ, it's possible that Tyron might still come. Alante. Uh, said that he would play anything the saints tell him but he said he's more comfortable playing cornerback or nickel well i mean that i don't know man i think that they might have him because the saints they play a lot of like these uh these uh three you know what i'm saying three safety sets almost you know what i'm saying so a guy like a cj Gardner johnson a pj williams uh you know I mean, you know, like uh, Malcolm Jenkins, these guys were like always on the field at the same time. So these guys were out there, and um, you know, so I expect for this guy, I mean, even if he plays safety, I can see him also, you know, covering, you know, covering guys. So if he playing the nickel, you know, I can see him covering, but also, you know what I'm saying? I can also see him, you know, doing some of the things that, that Malcolm Jenkins did when he was there but maybe this is a good point maybe tyron matthew might end up being you know what <laughs> what uh marcus williams was i mean you don't i mean you never know uh but we're gonna go to the og of the state of the saints podcast uh in just one second but i do want to acknowledge uh uh tayo upright thank you for the 499 Said what up tj not mad at the pick he sound like a very smart young man also smash that like yeah man i agree look if you like the content please hit that like button i would really appreciate that uh but we gonna go to the og or the state of saints podcast what's going on jerry how you doing man hey what's up tj what's happening bro man i'm doing just fine man i'm enjoying myself having no good time checking out this draft man i mean i've been in between uh you know uh, talking on this uh you know on the podcast and also just the whole looking at the second round, man, I'm just shocked at some of the things that I'm seeing, especially um, I don't know if he went already I'm um, looking at these uh, notes, but Nicole Dean, man, the linebacker out of Georgia still has yet to be drafted unless he has been since uh and I'm looking at this list right now and I don't see him. I mean, Ed Ingram, the offensive guard from LSU, I mean, he got drafted, but Nicole Dean is still yet to be drafted. But what are your thoughts on the second round, man? What do you think about – Alante Taylor, uh, what are your th- thoughts about the same drafting the, the the safety slash cornerback out of Tennessee? I like it. I like it. I'm 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 cool with that pick. Yeah, you know, because you know, with
3: the loss of uh, Malcolm Jenkins uh, uh, for for retirement and right. Marcus Williams going to uh, Baltimore. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, I I have no issue with uh, Alante uh, Taylor out of Tennessee. So. Right. He's gonna he, he's gonna be, um, be an additional he's uh, gonna be an additional plus to that, yeah. uh, to that to that to uh, that secondary.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I look at I, I was more of a, a Brian Cook guy, the the uh, guy at uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. You know, I was more of a you know because I feel like he's more of a traditional safety. Uh, he's one of those guys that's not afraid to lower the boom. He's a physical guy, and he reminds me a lot cj garner johnson as far as his attitude so when when guys like Alante taylor you know start talking about you know i do anything the saints ask me to do but i like playing nickel and all that but
1: mm-hmm. i mean
0: I, I like more physical guys especially you know playing that position but the only thing that Alante taylor has versus uh you know brian, brian cook uh is he rarely ever just get caught out of position like that now he's not the fastest guy in the world but he's a really smart football player, and he has really good instincts. He has better instincts than even a Brian Cook. Brian Cook is a little bit more physical. You know, he's not afraid to put his head in there, and, you know, if you you have, like, a, a defensive scheme, you can actually, you know, do some things like how the Saints have C.J. Garner-Johnson uh, do. So I expect for him to be... Uh, I think uh, Brian Cook uh, got drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. I expect for him to, like, be... You know, it's kind of similar to that, what uh, Tyron Matthew was to him, you know, around the line of scrimmage, you know, a guy that they had flying around. But, I mean, look, you need, in today's NFL, and as as talented and as athletic as some of these tight ends are, being really good pass catchers, you need that guy at that safety position who's guarding that tight end to have some cover skills. So I don't think it's a coincidence that most, more than likely uh, the Saints draft guys who, one, you know what I'm saying, are, are probably cornerbacks, you know, that they can revert to safeties. And a lot of these guys that they draft, if you've been noticing, a lot of these guys that played wide receiver at one time or another. Like Paulson Adebo was a wide receiver. Like uh, Alante Taylor at one time was a wide receiver. You know, even like C.J. Garner-Johnson, like he was known as being a ball hawk in college. He was one of those guys that was able to, like, take the ball out of the air. So the Saints seem like when it comes to defense, it seems Dennis Allen actually has just like uh, Sean Payton has on, as a defensive line, those tall guys with the wingspan. It seems like he likes those guys who has a background at being a wide receiver, you know? So because right. I guess he felt like they can be better, you know, pass catches.
3: Yeah. I agree with everything you were saying, TJ, but um. Uh, <clears throat> But uh, like I said, it don't it, it don't it don't matter to me who else we get in mm-hmm. the in, in in the draft, right? But my only main concern, and we already know about this, and I was, and I had to play it back earlier today. <laughs> Thursday, look, Thursday night was lit. On yeah, Thursday that was great, and we had great, a man. blast. Right. And,
0: and
3: my my and my first reaction was TJ because, like I said, we was in the 16th and 19th pick of the
1: draft
3: on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I heard somebody say, Don't be surprised if the Saints trade up to eleven. Right. Because Austin was on the board, yep. but they traded their pick to New Orleans and and we were and, 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 and boy was our prayers were answered, TJ. Yeah. Our yeah. prayer and I said wide receiver and offensive tackle. And what happened on that night, TJ Boy, when Chris Olave was man. named, <laughs> bruh, bruh, we man. could, man, 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 dude, dude, it was, and, and some of y'all man. in the chat, and some of y'all in the chat, shouts out to everybody in the chat. If y'all haven't seen uh, our uh, reaction party here on the State of the Saints podcast on Thursday night, please, ma'am, please, sir, go check out that
0: replay. <laughs> I man, promise, that
3: was, that was you dumb, will not. Man. I you are laugh. not. I've
0: been, I've been laughing all day, Jerry. I've been laughing all day, man. At Bro, that, show man. Was, that show was so good, man. Like I've Bro. I've, I've got like so many responses on that show and talk about how people have been telling me how much <laughs> fun they had last night. Oh you know, yeah, because it's because everybody was excited that they've done these mock drafts, Jerry. How many years, man? We have done these mock drafts and we thought. Man, the Saints going to get a cornerback or they're going to get a defensive end or they're going to get a linebacker. And they just go to complete <laughs> opposite of what we think. And finally, we was like, even today, like I, look, I said at the beginning, in the second round, they needed a safety, right? They got a safety. You you they need an offensive line. They got an offensive line. They Ems, they need a wide receiver. They got a wide receiver. If yeah. you are saying, I'm going to say this, uh, Jared, I, 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 I'll talk it off to you. If you are a fan of the New Orleans Saints and you are still complaining, like there's no satisfying you whatsoever, there's absolutely no satisfying you at all. If you have a problem with the s- selections, okay, a player, okay. But if you're talking about man, why they win safety because they needed one, man, they could have yep. got something they could have got George Picknick. No, they need an offensive line, nope. wide receiver, and safety, respectively. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In no particular order. It's just the fact that they got it. So yep. what in the hell you can play? I'm saying people whining. Man, we need to get quarterback. Man, shit. And, yo I, man. Look, and, 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 and TJ, I'm, I'm going to pick up right there where you just left off, bro. I'm, I'm going to pick
3: up right there where you left off because, and I said to somebody to this on Thursday night, I said, you're going to have, and I, and I think I explained this to you before in the past, and I think I explained it to everybody in the chat, Sometimes you're gonna have some different Saints fans that will like what they see, and you're gonna have some Saints fans who will not like what they see. But the fact of the matter is this mm-hmm. we got the guy that we need, so let's just flow with it, accept it, and move on.
1: Right.
3: And, 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 and that's the thing. Oh, why why do we got this guy? Why do we get this guy? Why could we got this guy? I mean, dude, yeah, I mean shut up. Man, just these, deal, man, just deal, just deal, deal with the paint that you got.
0: Move cry doggone, about it. These doggone crybabies, man! Like uh, uh, of of these the same fan base is just absolutely ridiculous, man. Like I look crazy, bro. I love interac- look. I love interacting with the the the, the real the, State, the, the supporters of the State of the Saints podcast and all the people that that you know. What I'm saying there's real that's real true Saint fans. But some of these Saint fans get on my damn nerves, and they so <laughs> casual. <laughs> they, they just as casual as a guy getting ready for a job interview. It's ridiculous the way that they think. Like you got that's some crap. idiots, some morons out here, man. We need to go get a quarterback. Like, what are y'all what? watching? What are y'all watching? Like, Why you, we ain't o- need a quarterback. When people, bro. when people hit my lineup, when people hit up my my you know my my Twitter page and they're talking like that, I don't even respond to that, man, because that's so dumb. Like. Obviously, right. they need a wide receiver. Right. Obviously, they need an the offensive line because you lost Toronto Orange there, and yep. obviously, you need a safety because you needed you needed a safety because you lost Marcus Williams. What the problem? And is, lost Jenkins to retirement. Exactly. What problem is? But you have you have fans out here once again that cry, whine, and, and moan about every single thing. So, all those fans out there, man. Like, why don't y'all go sit y'all behind down somewhere, man? Go play some P-Knuckle or something, man. No, no, <laughs> there's no way in the world something. that you are a true Saints fan, loyal Saints fan, and still crying and whining about the quarterback position. Like, I, I ain't trying to hear that. I ain't trying to I hear it, man. Some Look, people got it, and some people don't. I ain't, hear, I, ain't a, as, bro, I ain't trying hey. to hear that noise. Bruh, hey. I ain't trying to hear that noise.
3: Look, I'm, and and, and I said this before, TJ, and I'm gonna get. I know somebody else getting ready to come on, but I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna get out of here. You're gonna have th- th- There are different types of Saints fans out there. I'm talking. I mean, you name it, it's plenty of them. You got the real ones. You got the one that just jumped on the on the bandwagon. You're gonna have some that's drunk. You're gonna have some that don't yeah. even know about football. I mean, <laughs> you name it, bro. It's gonna Basically. be different types of Saint fans out there, whether they like what they see or they don't. Man, it's not
0: just that's even fact. a frame. and it's not and honestly. I'm gonna be real with you. It is a lot of the, these reporters and podcasters out here, too, man. The ones with them blue check marks, so they feel like they solidified, and you have <laughs> naive morons out there that feel like because a person check mark by their name that they you know like certified that they, they know, they ter- they know what they talking about they certified like a first and a 15th check look man these dudes just like everybody else are giving their opinion and these guys taking and wrong with it well i, I heard you said, man these dudes don't know what they're talking about man and a exactly. lot of, these guys, and a lot yeah, of these guys like you know what I'm saying getting off on dude. that new check so they just say anything to sound controversial Man, I'm so sick and tired of these Bruh. casual Saints fans that don't know what the hell they talking about. I'm I'm man, just being hey. real, man. How can you be mad at the Saints for months? We've been talking about man, they need to get Chris Olave, Chris Olave, Chris Olave, Chris Lobby, Jameson Will. Got, like got, him. Him. got him. So what are you crying about? We've been talking what about two. Oh, like what y'all what y'all want? Y'all want the Saints to replicate, get bring parading Kevin White out there? You know what I'm saying? To oh, miss bro. wide open passes. Y'all, like, y'all wanted to and miss and miss signals yeah, and stuff, bro. I'm telling you, come on, come Seriously. on, bro, yeah, come on, bro. But uh hey, but Jared, hey man, I, like
3: you, I, like like you say, knock it off,
0: right? Knock that stuff off, bro.
3: Like real man, and be they, real.
0: Take that, that nonsense and, and and man, go somewhere. Take all and that negativity and, and, and shove it. Hey, I'm like, man, like I be listening. I don't listening, but I just be reading some of these these tweets from these guys, and I'm like, man, it's completely irresponsible because. Some of y'all, man, just, to me, some losers. You know what I'm saying? They're just like, okay, I got a blue check mark. I got some influence. I'm an influencer now, so I'm going to influence this, this Saints fan to believe what I believe. Man, go sit y'all ass down, man. We need real. <laughs> like, I'm serious. We need, like, real fans up in this thing that really real- think logical. Real- that, that, that follow the team to understand it. Like, all, like. When people start talking about, man, we need court. Like, I, when people start talking about nah, the nah quarterback position, I don't, nah, don't even respond no more. I'm like, nah, rather you're off, a bro. troll, or like Ice Cube said on Boys in the Hood, it's rather you don't know, you don't show, or don't care what's going on in the Saints organization. Straight up, That's right. that is but, right. But Jared, thank you so much, man. I appreciate the uh, call in, uh, call back anytime, man. And uh, thank you so much, man, for making the show. Uh, the part one of the uh, NFL draft so exciting, man. I appreciate that.
3: No problem, TJ. No problem, man. Shouts out to you and your family, man. And shouts out to everybody in the chat, to their family and friends. Who that to y'all? Love y'all. Let's keep this going. Hopefully, ho- hopefully on Saturday in the fifth and sixth round, hopefully we'll get somebody that we will know and we'll get somebody that we don't even don't know, but we got them.
0: Right. right. I'm excited about it regardless, man, because I just feel like, they're doing what's right, you know, offensive line, wide receiver safety. So maybe we'll see a running back, maybe we'll see a tight end, maybe we'll see a linebacker, You know what I'm saying? And like later. Or linebacker, in the draft. It don't matter. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see something like that. But Jared, thank you so much, man. All right, TJ. Take care. All uh, right, you too. Yeah, man. I'm just sick and tired of these, these, uh, these people out here, you know, that that's that's trying to influence like these casual Saints fans. And they get on social media and they, they say all this nonsensical BS. You know, like, man, how can you be mad at something like that? Man, they, they traded too much. What? To From the 16th to the 11th pick, they traded too much to get a number two receiver, something we've been needing for I don't know how long. So what are we supposed to like? Stay right there. Allow Chris Olave. Allow Jamison Williams. Uh, you know what i'm saying allows trailing burks all these other guys to come off the board right man is man sit down somewhere it is it's ridiculous it's the ridiculous the ways that some of these saints fans think and it just absolutely ticks me off because i'm like there's no possible way that you can come up with these you can come up with this uh narrative yourself somebody has got to help you and it's completely irresponsible for those out there that's pushing this narrative you know who you are i ain't even you know who you are i ain't even got to say no names Garrett, uh thank you very much said this draft is legit good i'm only praying these guys pan out like that 17 draft class because if it does it's going to be on and cracking but i will uh will still caution that it will be uh this year well i don't know all i know is the guys that they selected they have the mind frame and they have the potential to be really, really good. And Bayou says, uh, I was a big skeptical Winston, but he won me over big time. He was just uh, humming on all eight cylinders uh when he got hurt. Uh, we more than good at quarterback, and now with Thomas Beck and Deontay uh Galloway and Olave. Yeah, man, look, I don't understand how anybody that's seen Jameis Winston play last season in a Saints uniform because I got to put emphasis on that because there's going to be a a clown that's going to come on the show, a clown that's going to be on social media, 30 for 30, 30 for 30, 30 for 30, 30 for 30, 30 for 30. That's that's what they're going to tell you. I'm talking about in a Saints uniform. In a Saints uniform, Jameis Winston has proven that he can be a solid starting quarterback because he has the coaching that that allows him to see the things that maybe he wasn't paying attention to. And there's also also ways to get the ball out of his hands where he doesn't feel like everything has to be on him. You have an adequate running game with Alvin Kamara, with Mark Ingram. You know, if you lose Alvin Kamara, you'll probably end up, you know, rather, you know, drafting a a guy that can be able to be a placeholder. I mean, you have weapons around in order to make – life easy for Jameis Winston but instead of people paying attention to that the fact that they weren't paying attention to the offensive line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers not being the same as it was for Tom Brady the emphasis on the run getting guys like you know like um, uh you know Fort Fournette Leonard Fournette in order to be around them and also having the influence of bringing in guys that you want Jameis didn't have that luxury instead of you looking at it like that you rather sit up here and talk about 30 for 30, 30 for 30, 30 for 30, 30 for 30. That's what, that's what it is. He, 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 not good. He not good, man, shut up. If you looked at what this dude did in the last five games but in the Saints uniform and you still talking about 30 for 30, then I just know for a fact that rather one, you're a moron, a number two, you don't know what the hell you're talking about football. So I just rather, I just ignore what you are trying to talk about. I have no respect at all for anybody that's out here trying to talk about Jameis Winston in a Saints uniform and saying that this dude don't have the capability of being a good quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. If you're talking like that, I have nothing for you. Now, if he comes out here and he stinks it up with the weapons around him, then I will concede. But all of us, you know, for, for those that are out here that are talking about Jameis Winston are based on what they, what, what Tampa did with Jameis Winston and not with the New Orleans Saints, and for that, I ain't got no respect for your commentary. I'm gonna go to Justin. Justin, mm-hmm. how you doing, man? Man, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna
3: do uh, what Juicy Jay is saying. Tell them
0: shut the fuck up, man. For real, be quiet.
3: But I'm serious. Man, but uh, man, I'm 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 very happy. Man, I've been following you, know, I've been following you for a long time. We've been fussing for years. Why, why, why? <laughs> the Sean Payton era. Why, why, why? And it made me wonder too. I saw somebody else comment it yesterday. Hmm. I, I was watching it literally today. They said, Do you think Sean Payton would have done this?
0: Man, do I think Sean Payton would have did this? Uh, no. I, I look, let me let me rephrase that. I think that it it, it reached a point where he had – he would have had to address it. Yeah, so I I think he would have. I I think he would have, you know. I think he would – now, would he have gotten Chris Olave? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I do think that he would have had a level of arrogance where he would have stayed at 16. So I I do feel like that because teams who have really good quarterbacks or really good coaches, they feel like they can do – They can have success with anybody. If a guy is above average, a guy is average, they feel like they can coach the hell out of him and he can put up the numbers. So knowing Sean Payton, nah, I don't know. Sean Payton probably would have stayed in that spot and we probably would have got somebody like Dotson or something like that at the 16th pick. So yeah, I don't think that he would have aggressively moved up to get Chris Olave, a guy that can be a transcendent player. No, I don't. I think he would have got somebody else.
3: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And uh, I mean, I was telling my dad this morning. I said, I told him before the draft. Really, I said, uh, this draft. I said, I don't see the way it's still going. The quarterbacks, the quarterbacks, not it. I'm sorry.
0: Nah, it's not. Most Obviously, of- it's, it's it's being proven. It's being proven here tonight. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the, I'm looking at draft board right now, man. I'm like. Ain't no, like, no quarterbacks came up, only one quarterback, and and, and now they're picking him in, in round three. There's had a quarterback for the exception of Kenny Pickett have come off the board. No, no Malik Willis, no, no Sam Howell, no Desmond Ritter, you know, no Matt right. Corral. Like, these, these guys are, you know, ain't yeah. nobody picking, them. right? And then,
3: uh it's more like a like I told my dad this this draft is more a defensive draft and an office offensive line and receiver draft because we got so many from hmm. the, from from we got so many receivers and so many corners and pass rushers it don't make no sense you right got, you got you got you got these guys standing out more than these quarterbacks is so
0: um, right.
3: I can't really be honest with you. I can't wait to see which HBCU player
0: because
3: in state, with HBCU players on. I think they could probably go four, five or six or seven. Yeah, I definitely want to see where uh, the fam you uh safety go Marcus uh ball uh Mark I think that's his name Marquise. Yeah. and then you got the cat the receiver from Southern Marquis McClain.
0: Yeah, and you got the and you got the cornerback out of South Carolina State, man, who uh was very instrumental in that uh HBCU, uh, you know. Uh, black national championship game, you know, like, you know, so, yeah. I mean, you got some players and you got some players and also man, uh, uh, Houston, you know, out of Jackson state, I'm, I'm interested to see where he's going to go. I mean, he got some interest. So I definitely agree with you, Justin, you know, um, more things change, the more they stay the same. Like it, it just seemed uh, that's one, one thing I was mentioning when it came to HBCUs, there's a lot of, uh, you know, lip service, you know, like, okay, man, we're gonna do a pro day. Okay, you know, like it's basically like you're humoring uh these guys. Okay, man, you want us to do this, we're gonna do this, but we still gonna keep the same narrative, we're gonna keep on doing the same things, we just doing this to appease you, but y'all still not gonna be a part of our process. I want some real change when it comes to the HBCU, man. Look, True. you you're not you're not gonna tell me that you can't find an offensive lineman, a linebacker, a cornerback. That you can try to get at the top three, you know what I'm saying? In the top three rounds that came from HBCU. I mean, the Saints just drafted a guy from Northern Northern Iowa and Trevor Penny, right? Northern Iowa is not a household name. You don't see many people coming from there. I can I can tell you a player that, that was drafted out of northern Iowa outside of Trevor Penny. So I do feel like, yeah, you, you gotta address the HBCUs and look at them, man. I mean, the last time I seen a HBCU player go high, uh, probably with Dominique Rogers quamardi in the first round back in the day in 2008. I mean, they could have had more, but that's the only person that stands out to me.
3: And then uh you forgot about uh, Tariq Cohen. But he yeah. around. Tariq Cohen, and then we got to go way back. Steve, Steve in the first round.
0: Yeah, Steve, Steve McNair, the- I mean, in the 90s. So, I mean, I'm talking about, like, like one of the top picks, like, you know, top 32. I mean, Dominique rodgers was like in the teens. He was a oh, yeah. coming out of Tennessee State, man. I mean, he was incredible. I mean, dude was the truth. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. I've seen him play, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> many a days. So, yeah, but I, I want to see it like that, man, when it becomes a part of the norm. So that right. I, I do feel you on that one, man. Right. Uh, you got anything else for me?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh... Man, do um, you think, well, we, should, we shouldn't trade and get no fourth round. No. I think we're
0: done. Six. I think we're done, man.
3: Yeah. Five and six, like you said, I'm looking for, we don't basically got all, I'm, I'm looking like if Kamara got to sit down, if Brian Robinson's still there, I'll take him. I'll yeah. take him. And six, not sure on six, but if um, I'm just so uh, – Six, I'm kind
1: of
3: leaning toward, like I said,
0: a tidy, another tidy, end. Mm. and uh, I'll probably a defensive tackle. Mm. Yeah, defensive tackle. I, look, you they got plenty of ways that you can go, but you know, if a guy like Brian Robinson Jr. is there, you know, in round number five, which I, I highly doubt, man, I highly doubt. Um, but if he's there, then I mean, you can go ahead and snatch him. Uh, I'm still a fan of Justin Ross, man, because I just feel like if he can get back to to the way that he once was, I think that you have something. And also, man, we we haven't seen tight ends. We haven't seen any tight ends come off the board. I mean, at the making of this podcast, man. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, It's pick, uh, you know, number 70. All right. Chad Muma, a guy that was a linebacker that I expected, uh, you know, in the third or the fourth round. Uh he ends up going to the uh Jacksonville Jaguars. So I have yet to see a tight end. So I mean the Saints still need help at tight end. They still uh need help at the running back position. So we'll see uh Justin. But uh thank you so much, man, for being on the show. I appreciate it. All right, man. All right, drive safe. All
3: right.
0: all right, man. Shouts out to Justin, man. He out there on that road, man. Shouts out to all the truck drivers that check out the podcast. They always hit me up man talk about how much they love the show man so shouts out to all the truck drivers out there make sure uh, y'all being safe uh we're gonna go to mocha mocha said these saints fans need to stop listening to idiots like cbs sports because they get a live a, a c and a latte taylor a c grade trust the saints people we good look that's all i'm saying man look a lot of these guys they they so thin-skinned they so sensitive now shouts out to my guy b mac who worked for cbs Sports, man. He, you know what I'm saying, he a good solid reporter. He keep it real, keep it 100, tell it like it is, you know. But you have a lot of these uh guys out here who are so thin-skinned that they 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 come out here and they make these predictions pre-draft. Oh, such and such, the linebacker going to go to the Jaguars. Oh, such and such, the halfback, he going to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then all of a sudden, when their predictions don't come true, oh, it's not. It's not me. It's the team. The team made a mistake. Well, you will never know more than what the team knows. You are allowed to know what the team tells you. But instead of them like, ah, you know, keep it moving. Oh, well, I I just I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. It's wrong. It's wrong. The organization wrong. The pick wrong. They should have did this. All of a sudden, they getting all mad and frustrated and stuff like that. And that, that's just how the, that's how the world works, man. That's how the world works now. You know, nobody wants to admit they're wrong. Nobody wants to admit I made a mistake. Nobody wants to admit, oh, they didn't go in the direction I wanted them to go in. Oh, it's it's everybody else's fault. It's everybody else's fault. Jameis Winston can't change. Jameis Winston will never be a good quarterback because he threw 30 interceptions one season. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Because he, he doesn't have the intangibles. He doesn't have the improbability. He can't make better decisions with his throws like guys cannot develop. They look at these organizations picking in a top five. Keep this in mind. Organizations picking in a top five automatically tells you they're terrible unless you like struck gold and you traded with a team a year before and that team sucked and you got their draft capital and it just so happened you made the playoffs. More like, more than likely, if you're picking in the top five, your team stinks. But instead of them looking at it that way, all of a sudden, if through or three years, bad coaching, bad organization, but it's not the organization and it's not the coach, it's the player. It is the organization's responsibility to get everything out of that player, to coach that player up, and what the player is good at in order for you to utilize that on the field. And when you're not doing that, how is in a world that the national media can blame the player? Do y'all understand that? Your team stinks. They're picking in the top five. If you're a first pick overall, a second pick, a third pick, why is it that teams or, or, or media members aren't looking at the team? Why are they looking at the player all the time? The player can be as good as you want them to be. But if a coach is not coaching him to, to the best of his ability and pulling that ability out, if the organization isn't doing their due diligence and doing what they need to do to put players around that guy to be successful, how in the world can we blame the player? That's all I'm saying. How can you blame That's, that That is the most asinine logic ever. So for people that's talking about Tampa or they won a Super Bowl when Jameis left, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time in a lot of people's eyes. And he also has cashier and influence to bring in whoever the hell he wants to bring in in order to make his job easier. Jameis didn't have that luxury, but the Saints have something that Tampa does not have, and that is really good coaching. The Saints are better coached than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Regardless to Tampa winning the Super Bowl or not, the Saints are better coached. If you don't believe that, then somebody tell me why have the Saints beaten the Tampa Bay Buccaneers four out of the last five times they played them. I don't care if it's the the divisional round where the Saints lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Somebody please explain to me if the Saints aren't better coached a better organization than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How is it that all the winning that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has done over the last couple of years, the Saints have beaten them four out of the last five times? Explain that to me. But we're gonna go to Chosen. Chosen, what's going on, man? How you doing?
2: What's going on, man? Hey, man, you spitting facts as usual, bro. Like this, we need to. We need to. Like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know, but People people just do it too much, bro. At this point, it's laugh, it's comical
0: to me. It's ridiculous. It's it, it, it it ridiculous. It's asinine. <laughs> it's asinine chosen the logic mm-hmm. of some of these Saints fans. It's it's absolutely frustrating, man. Or lack like like,
2: thereof logic. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, because look, it would be one thing. Me and uh-huh. you talking right now. Now mm-hmm. you're on here, you're gonna talk, you're gonna give me your thoughts based on your point of view. Yes, sir. When you see people on social media, they're giving you points based on somebody else's point of view. And right. they don't even realize subconsciously it has went into their subconscious. And now you're telling me what was told to you by shock jock. That is the biggest issue that I have chosen. Yes. Sir. When it comes to like the saints commentary. And,
2: and on top of that, man, I don't know if you've been paying attention to any of these articles, but there's been released the an article mm-hmm. and they pretty much was bashing the Saints on their picks, saying they threw up all over themselves with the pick. They was one of the losers of running away from a pick, saying Trevor Penning is not NFL ready to start right away, and Chris Olave would have been available with the 16-19. So let me get this straight. We damned if we do, damned if we don't. We don't go get a pick. Article come out, Saints, Saints do it again, get an unknown. We do it. Uh, uh, it was the wrong move it's like dad spin wrote an article bro trying to make us look bad but i i I digress on them bro so i'm gonna let you respond to that real quick if you got
0: any words for that look i'm (laughs) I'm, look these are my words chosen we've done over 900 variations of the state of saints podcast yes sir When I start the State of the Saints podcast, what I say, the podcast that talks New Orleans Saints, we eat, sleep, and breathe this team. There's not much that we don't know about this team for the exception of what they keep behind closed doors. Right. When you have the national media, these guys don't follow the team. They're too busy chasing after the Dallas Cowboys and and the Philadelphia Eagles and the Giants of the world. Yes. A lot of these small market teams, as they call them, Mm-hmm. They, they they have what you call clef notes. You're not going to tell like, Chosen, you ain't going to tell me nothing about media and broadcasting. I, I, I live this stuff every day. Right. That's your
2: game. Yeah, that's so your so lane.
0: When you have a topic, right? Let's yeah. just say I, I get on air, I'm about to start talking about a topic, right? That's at right. the top. And then around the, you know what I'm saying, like the middle of the show, I might have some fluff news, some stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like I probably improvise, I'm probably looking at between breaks. I'm not going to have as much knowledge as I, I had at the top of the hour or something I'm about to come up with. Yeah. When you start talking about the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, you're going to have all that front to back. But when you start talking about the Saints and when you start talking about some of these smaller market teams, you're you're counting on your, your interns or you're counting on, you know what I'm saying, somebody to come in, you know what I'm saying, that probably burned the midnight oil to give you, you some information. Yeah, so some little last-minute so notes. Yeah. I got, I got so. I don't look as far as their spin article. I don't expect for them to know what's going on in the Saints organization or understand the team like we do because they don't follow they don't know exactly. They don't know they're not there, right? And they they only follow small market teams for the controversy. How many times have have you seen some of these national, uh, you know, I'm saying televised, nationally syndicated sports shows start off talking about the Saints unless it involves controversy, right? Bounty gate, yeah. uh, losing in the playoffs, right? Uh, call or any something, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They, yeah. they only started off with negativity. The yeah. other teams, the big market teams, get the benefit of the doubt. So when you look at their spin, I expect for them to issue on the Saints because mm-hmm. in their minds, the Saints aren't worth their time, man. The Saints, middle of the pack the saints historically are known as being a team of ineptitude the nfl is about nostalgia dude that's why you see trash like the cowboys no matter if they 5 and 11 at the time 5 and 12 they always gonna be on tv it's about nostalgia because back in the day they used to win the saints don't fit that that mold man so when we talk about the saints and we talk about them good, they ain't trying to talk about them good because in the eyes of most sports fans who've been following the NFL since the beginning, yeah. they look at the Saints as just being a, a mid-market team that's known for losing. So they're gonna keep that narrative alive.
2: Yeah, it's sad, man. It's it's sad. That's the
0: that's the that's the best of your material you
2: can come up with. Like the diamond thing yeah. That 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 is getting old, bro. Like, come on now, knock it off, bro. Man. And another few more points, man, before I go, man. Yeah, um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, with the draft, I want to speak on the draft. You know, keeping right. up with current events and things. I'm not mad at the safe. I wanted run it back, but we need to address it. We we either running back or safety. We address the we ain't go off crazy and getting that crazy. You know what I'm saying? So right. we still sticking to the script. You know what I'm saying? Right. It may we may we may have paraphrase a few lines, but we stick into the script. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I want to notice, man. If you notice what's going on around the league, I think the new trend now is pairing up these receivers. With the college quarterbacks. If you notice, man, like you know, mm-hmm. you got you got Colin Murray, you know, what I'm saying now he getting his uh with, with, with Brown, Hollywood Brown, yeah. 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 Then you got Derek Carr getting Devontae with Devontae smith and then you got the Jamar Chase with the you know, I, I'm starting to see <laughs> that trend. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm starting to so I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. That was just a little something I noticed. I wouldn't be surprised if that's gonna be the new norm. Cause you know it's a copycat league, but um, I'm, I'm happy with the pig, bro. Like we addressed what we needed. Um, we still can get us a running back, and we ain't saying the guy gotta be somebody we looking to take over Alvin Kamara's spot, but just somebody right. who can hold it down and we can swap out and get that Mark Ingram Kamara duo back going how back in 2018, man. So I feel I feel right. like we're gonna get back there. So we need to stop tripping, y'all. Like just yesterday we had a blast, and not today, y'all. Y'all want do do on the same, like, man, what they doing? No, don't do that. Y'all, have drunk drug up all they liquor and all they food yesterday. Now when they when they say they 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 just doing crackers and water, today, nice man. They don't never have nothing, man. I don't do that. Don't yeah. do that, Carl. stick stick. Nah, bro, just keep that same minute. we was cutting up last night. We had a good time, by the way. But yeah. But now since we go a pick, we don't know. Like, how I many of us knew Marcus Williams before before he became the Marcus Williams we know? Like, you gotta exactly. you you gotta you gotta get a man a chance. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. We're gonna be all
0: yeah. right, bro. Yeah. I mean, I just got some news, man. Uh the Atlanta Falcons just drafted Desmond Rita, Ritter, uh, Ritter with the 74th pick uh in the third round. So Desmond Ritter uh has uh, been drafted uh by the Atlanta Falcons. So that should be interesting right there, man. You know, Desmond Ritter uh going to the Atlanta Falcons, mm-hmm. quarterback. Got him got a young receiver. Got yeah, him. uh who London London, right? London yeah, Drake, yeah. yeah, he got London on track, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah, I agree, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but but what's going on, Chosen, is the fact that you mm-hmm. have these, these guys that are requesting trades, mm-hmm. and they're picking their destination. That's why I said last night, don't be surprised if you start seeing more, you know, like no trade clauses, you know what I'm saying? Or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because like, that gives a guy the power to determine where he, where he wants to go. To go. Yeah, it's so, almost
2: as if it's a
0: baby free agency for him. Right. Exactly. You know, because
2: because the, you, the team could have a mind, but it's still up to that man to say, nah, I ain't gonna wave it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like right. I mean that's how Deshaun Watson had him by the cojones. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So yeah,
0: and and also as far as your observation, which was a great observation, by the way, about the quarterbacks uh linking up with the, the teammates, I think it's a combination of player. As well as organization, right? Because even like uh, Tua, you know, what I'm saying he has Jalen Waddle out there, right? So Jalen Waddle, oh a guy damn, he I, threw the yeah. ball to yeah. Mm-hmm. So he threw the ball to. So a lot of these guys, even with um the linebacker, um you know, out of uh, Michigan that tore uh Achilles, man, Ajabo, you know, what I'm saying he just got yeah. drafted by the, like he got drafted by the Ravens because his old defensive coordinator is now the new defensive coordinator of the of the Ravens. So I just think that teams are, like, observing and looking like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to try to make this quarterback comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to try to make right. this guy comfortable. And then you combine that with these guys choosing their destinations. Man, mm-hmm. they won't roll with the guys that they went to school with. You know what I'm saying? They, right. they got drunk at the keg party with, at the <laughs> frat house. You know what I'm saying? Right.
2: Like, ultimately it, feel like it, that move exactly. by at- – which I would ultimately ultimately feel like that move by Arizona was a peace treaty with Kyler. Yeah, come yeah. on now, like we not we yep. not gonna we not going like point. this man ain't 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 transcending. We know, y'all. Yeah, so y'all right. gonna let him walk, and, and you know, what I'm I said I feel like that's their way of, of 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 kissing and making up without I, what I was showing like. Hey, look! I brought right. you some flour. Like, I, I bought you some flour. I ain't gonna sit up here and get on my knees and beg and like keep swimming. But uh, you walk in that room, you see the food cooking. You got a little, you got a little something going on. Be like, I, I, I knew you probably was gonna be hungry later. <laughs> but yeah, but but I feel like that what they did with uh, trying to save some face. But they they knew it was up, man. They knew Colin and yeah. that because because Colin say, "Hey, man, I go back and play baseball. Y'all y'all keep it up. I go right. play baseball."
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but that, that definitely was a peace treaty and. Yeah, I mean, I, I know, I know both parties are excited. First off, Hollywood Brown is excited because oh yeah, look, I look, I think he loves Lamar Jackson. But let's just be real: a, a wide receiver wants to be great. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they want to be able to catch the ball in the way that the offense of the Baltimore Ravens is run.
2: Yeah,
0: Hollywood Brown ain't about to get like ten receptions, nah, ten receptions not- in the game, over 100 yards on a consistent basis. He's not that game, right? Exactly. That's his so it's not this game. Exactly. Going to a, a team where they're airing it out, throwing the ball all over the place and stuff like that. Man, you know Cliff Kingsbury gonna throw that rock around. Mm-hmm. I think that, that he's happy on that front. So I think both parties win. I think that uh I think that he's a good weapon. And despite what people may think, you know, I know they got Hopkins, but if Hopkins get double teamed, that means Hollywood can eat. So I know he's excited. And and for and for Baltimore, for I go for, but for Baltimore, you kind of gotta raise. If you're
2: a Baltimore fan, you kind of gotta raise the eyebrow. Is that helping or hurting Lamar? Because you basically keeping them one dimensional. You because you, you're not being able to keep these or attract these. You know what I'm saying? number one true number one receivers because they're gonna want targets and they're gonna want their yards they're gonna want eat let's just be real they, they gonna right. want they want to get that shine so you set up for these mid number two number three players who be comfortable with six catches for 80 a game or whatever just to appease your your play style. so it is it, it but it would never give Lamar Jackson we're always probably so far. It's looking like we're always the Man, what if he had that true number one who can go downfield? Will he ever get better with his deep ball accuracy and with actually throwing the ball? But the front office is playing to his is playing to that weakness of him not being able to throw the ball. I feel like they're kind of hindering him by doing that. I feel like they need to look Lamar like force the issue, bro. We are gonna bring in these number ones, and you're gonna have to feed them versus where Lamar can't throw. So. We're gonna just, or, or not not even more can't throw, but not being able to attract true number one receivers because of the play style. But right, I'm, right. I guess that's the problem for Baltimore. The thing it's just me observing different things. I just hope it do not make its way
0: to New Orleans because you know, we, we, it's a copycat league, bro. So, yeah, oh, we
2: stick to the game plan, bro. That's all.
3: Well,
0: I mean, you look at uh wide receivers like Rashad Bateman, you know, guys like that. I mean, those guys will never get paid in a Baltimore Ravens uniform as long. As Baltimore is running an offense, because they're gonna feel like it ain't necessary. Now right. Mark Andrews gonna eat. You know what I'm saying? Mark Andrews right. the tight end. He's oh, he yeah. gonna get paid. Yeah, uh, because you know, like you know, it's a it's a lot of checkdowns and a lot of you know. What I'm saying like a lot of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's it's gonna hurt them in two ways, bro. One, you're never gonna be able to pay a wide receiver. And number two, it's gonna be hard for you to attract a free agent like you mentioned. It's hard, right. you know, because at the end of the day guys like lamar but at, but for real like they can say all they want to oh man you know like he out there balling out yeah he balling yeah he balling but man hey how many kids i had one catch 13, 19 yards i want to yeah. catch the ball and guys start to you know growing the league five six years and all of a sudden your numbers ain't up there with some of the top players, you like yeah, Wait it's a hard to negotiate that Wait with time to break that bag out for real, and they're gonna like, use
2: it against them. Like and, exactly and Baltimore ain't gonna say, Well, I'm gonna give you this bag because it is on us. Cause you did, we did let you play on our play style. We know what you care about no, they're gonna go back to the stats. Well, look, man, your numbers ain't, ain't top tier, even though you playing in a system like that they not gonna just break you off just because they're gonna go with that paper say. So you gotta it's it's crazy how that's gonna shape out, but I appreciate you. Man, I know you got other callers, so I'm gonna just enjoy the rest of the show as a spectator. I got you. All, right. <laughs>
0: all right, man. Chosen, appreciate that, man. Appreciate that commentary. Uh call back anytime. Yes, sir. Who that? All, right. all right, who that? Yeah, man. I mean, if you're a Baltimore Raven fan, it's gonna be hard for you to attract free agents or keep a wide receiver at the office. And I don't think it's Lamar's fault. You know, I just think that they have an idea what they feel like Lamar is good at. But the problem is, that's, for, I mean, one, that's fine. If you know what a quarterback is good at, because a quarterback coming in, you should you shouldn't know what he's good at. And you should build on his strengths first and then start to egratiate more things into his arsenal where he won't be one-dimensional. And I, I just think the problem when it comes to like Lamar Jackson is that the Baltimore Ravens and I know it's the State of the Saints podcast, but this is NFL. I think the problem is they're so content at what Lamar is doing. Nobody is trying to go off script and trying to show him and and, and develop him other skills. And that's the problem. And it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult down the line. They said, uh, Nicobe Dean." Has a serious pec injury that needs surgery, but he wants to move further without it. That's why he's falling. Well, that, that sucks. And it, I mean, but at the same time, you just seen Njabo, you know, like go to the Baltimore Ravens in the second round and he has a toy of the And we know that he's not going to play this season. So it's going to be more of a red shirt year for him. So the Kobe Dean, a guy who was the best linebacker in football, why not give him the benefit of the doubt? I can't accept that. You know, this guy's the best linebacker in football. Uh, I never hear it mentioned, but most of you won't remember that Jameis is not the first black quarterback who had his career ruined by the Tampa Bay organization. The first was Doug Williams. Um, Yeah, I mean, historically, uh, Doug Williams got the short end of the stick. Uh, he led the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the NFC Championship. But, of course, there was a lot of racism and stuff like that going on around the league in the early 80s when Doug Williams played so bad. uh, Doug Williams actually left the NFL for like two years until he was signed uh, by, uh, you know, the Washington Redskins. And uh, I just, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, that it happened to Doug Williams. But I don't know if I take that back. I don't know if the media's main objective is to destroy Jameis Winston because he's a black man but I do feel like there are individuals out there that are happy to beat this dude down due to the fact that he's a black man I'm not saying like members of the media. I just think that the members of the media just have an agenda and the guy just low-hanging fruit there's always going to be like Media, in some ways, when it comes to like television, is like the movies, right? You have the good guy, you have the guy that everybody is cheering for, then you have the bad guys, then you got the people that you know you just can't stand, you wish they just get out your face. I mean, you watch the if you ever watch like a uh, television series, right? You know, some of those series on HBO, Showtime, or what have you, there's always going to be that character that you root for, it's always going to be that guy that you hate, there's always going to be that. That person that says something like, man, man, it just just get them out of my face. And um, unfortunately, Jameis is the guy that people want to create the character of like, man, get this dude out of my face. But if you pay attention to the guy, you you would know that he doesn't deserve that. A.J. Brown was on a plane to sign a hundred million dollar deal with Philly when he was traded. Well, good for him. He deserved it. He deserved it. Uh, I know this darkness, which is why I say they were too cheap to pay him. He led them to three playoff appearances, including the NFC Championship. Yeah, you're talking about, uh, I guess we talking about Doug Williams. That's yeah, so what shouts out to him. Somebody said Josh Freeman. Uh, Josh Freeman, he definitely deserved all of the criticism he got. The guy just did not, He. he, he just wasn't, he just wasn't uh really – he just wasn't a gamer, man, you know. I mean, Lovey Schmidt tried to do everything he possibly can with him. It just, just didn't work. But we're going to go to Keen Arthur, man. Keen Arthur, how you doing, man?
1: Man, what's up, man? Which one of these football knowledge lists, the dudes out there got you hot, man?
0: Man, it's, <laughs> it's not so much as one particular person. It just – man, Keen Arthur, look. I take a lot of pride in what I do. I'm not the most uh, prolific orator out there. I ain't, I ain't got a bunch of big words for you. I, you ain't got to pull out the thesaurus the to talk to TJ Jones or even listen to the show. But I do have a, a, a sense of pride in what I do. And I, I love doing this, but I, I don't feel like a person has to like say such controversial off-the-wall stuff in order for people to pay attention to what they do and i just feel like this is a reoccurring thing when it comes to media when it comes to podcasters when it comes to people trying to make a name for themselves and it bothers me man because they got people out here that don't know how to differentiate that when a person gets up here and they say all these controversial things and off the wall for follows likes and people to come back to yell and scream and repost their stuff the person that's on the receiving in, or the person that's listening, they don't understand what the guy's doing, and I just think right. that's completely ir- irresponsible. So it does bother me. And I look, I ain't got no room to hate for no on nobody. You know what I'm saying? We doing good over here. We eating. You know what I'm saying? Like we enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> we growing. I, I just think that it's a, a. I think it's irresponsible when people do that. And I'm starting to see these national media people. Not all of them. But they have a strong influence and it's trickling down to people that is starting to ingratiate themselves in the podcast world. And I'm like, it's dangerous. It's dangerous, dude. Right. Because a lot of people don't understand what you're doing. That that that's what makes me hot. Not just one particular person. I'm just seeing I'm seeing a lot of this, man. And that is what pissed me off.
1: But but go ahead, Kenock. But like you said, bro, it's the average Joe out there don't really know how the the media spins narratives and shapes people's perceptions, bro. Yes, and people—it's yes. oh, just entertainment. It's just entertainment. Let me tell you something, though: your subconscious is something that you're you're not aware of for the most part. Right. Like things in the world work on your subconscious and have you thinking that you're making decisions and formulating opinions of your own accord, and you're not. Yeah, like exactly. you're being conditioned. No. So if I if let's say the Michael Jordan thing. If I was to tell you that this player is the goat for like your brain works by association TJ. Mm -hmm. So if I tell you this is the goat and then I point to you, that's the goat. And I associate that name with that person. If I constantly keep beating you over the head with that for years and years and years, whether it's the truth or not, you the minute you hear goat, your brain is going to instantly associate the goat with that person. Right. You know what I'm saying? So no matter what, nothing's gonna change your mind because it's buried deep in your subconscious. Yeah, I mean, this, and, look, but if, uh, the whole that, the whole that thought. But I, I,
0: I mean, look, I feel like it'd be hypocritical if I didn't say this. At one time, I was one of those sheep. When people start talking about like you, it's it's funny that you mentioned this whole ghost situation. I was one of those people. You know, I mean, I grew up in the '90s. I was born in 1986, right? So. I grew up when Michael Jordan was hotter than fish grease. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jordan, I mean, I watched these games. You know what I'm saying? I watched the finals. I watched when he balled out. Played the Trailblazers. You know what I'm saying? Supersonics. You know what I'm saying? I watched those finals. And and in my mind, you know, he was the greatest basketball player to ever play. I mean, that was my era. But if I'm talking to a 21, 22-year-old kid that don't remember Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan retired in 1998. Seriously. I mean, I know he played after that, but the, the Michael Jordan we knew retired in 98. <laughs> you know right. said? So when when, he, when they talk about LeBron James, it's like he the greatest player of all time. I mean, when you think about it, it's errors. That's ridiculous. Like, you, know, like you have to look at this in, from an error standpoint. Basketball is not the same. Football is not the same as it was from year to year. So mm-hmm. how can you compare a guy and say, man, he the greatest player of all time? The rules are different. The, the structure is different. The pay is different. The teams are different. It, it All that stuff is different. So right. it's like when we go into the barbershop with such, you know, conviction, and, and you know what I'm saying, it's such, it's such assurance, like, man, this dude the greatest. He better than him. He better than him. Like, how can you really differentiate that? You're not going to have right. a 60-year-old Michael Jordan line up and, and play defense on a 37, 38-year-old LeBron James. Like, it's right. – it's, Is ridiculous. So I do feel like a lot of these narratives are, I mean, the word of the night is asinine. You know what I'm saying? When you think about it, because it doesn't make sense. There's no way that you can prove that at all. But But, uh, back to your point, man. Go ahead.
1: Here's my my thing, man. So if I'm sitting here constantly saying, oh, 30 for 30, Jameis Winston. 30 for 30, Jameis Winston. Every time you hear that phrase, I'm attaching a face to it. Yep. Same thing like if you was to use terrorism. Terrorism, Muslim. Like, like like as unfair mm-hmm. as it is, like constant that's how we, our brains work, by association. Yep. So if Black. I'm constantly spitting the narrative, and I'm constantly putting a face with these particular phrases, mm-hmm. I can control how you perceive the world, man. Right. You yep. know what I'm saying? You mess around and think that it's your own thoughts. Exactly. But I'm... A, TJ, you already know where we at with that. But what I am gonna say about the draft, I got two two quick takes for you. And you let me know which one you think is more likely to be. Yeah, go ahead. You don't to me, you don't draft a cornerback that high unless the writing is on the wall for somebody, or unless you you have the intent to move somebody else from cornerback to another position. Mm-hmm. So do you think that kid out of Tennessee is about to uh take the nickel? and we move C.J. Garner Johnson to the safety and, you know, possibly sign Tyrone Matthew to play across from him? Or well, mm-hmm, do you right. think the writing is on the wall for another one of our veteran corners? Um, I don't think the writing
0: is on the wall. I just feel like, you know, I said this at the beginning of, of the podcast, Malcolm Jenkins came into the league out of Ohio State as a corner. Mm-hmm. He had coverage skills, and he but he wasn't – Fast enough to play corner, so they switched him to safety. So you had a safety with cover skills, I, I, and this guy, you know, Alante Taylor possesses those same type of abilities. So uh, he I, I expect, yeah, I expect <laughs> for him. I, I expect for him to play nickel. Also, I expect for him to play that safety position as well to be able to cover. in in a way that the Saints play defense, you have like three safeties on the field johnson Jen, you know what i'm saying johnson jenkins uh you know like williams they was on the field all the same time so there's a possibility you know that they still can get tyron matthew to play that marcus williams role and i have a guy like Alante taylor to play that malcolm jenkins role so yes i do feel that you have endless possibilities with this guy but it also gives you this great dynamic and saint the saints are you know going after guys who have ball hawking skills and wide receiver type hands. Y'all you know say they have those wide receiver type hands.
1: So, I got you. I just, I just, I honestly think CJ Well, CJ Garner Johnson. He played the safety role at Florida. He was a hybrid. Right. Yeah. So if I was, if I was looking at it, first of all, that kid that they drafted, that boy run a four, three, six. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he's a burner. So, and I, I can't remember the highlights, but I don't know if he got a little. I don't know if he got no weight on him like that. He, he,
0: he two hundred pounds. We'll, we'll just say that. He say one ninety nine. I mean, whoever is rounded off, he's two hundred
1: pounds. Two hundred pounds. Yeah. So I he's 1, If I was gonna doing the movement, moving around, of course you could get crazy with the line with the the positioning throughout the game. But if I was gonna doing the moving around, I'll move CJ going Johnson back to the safety role because I know he can do it. I know yeah. for sure he could do it.
0: I, yeah, we. Yeah, I know he can do it, but why move him when he's so dynamic at what
1: he does? You know? Good point. Like,
0: if, it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, I'm just saying to get it the
1: it on the field because you don't like, draft a second-round corner if you're not going to put him on the field.
0: I mean, he's going to play. I mean, if you look at the Saints' defensive structure, you know, they, he's going to play. They play more three safety sets, so he's going to be on the field. You know? Okay. It, it, I mean – yeah that that's why i feel like the saints put so much emphasis on first off you better have a safety that has coverage skills and today's nfl because now you have offenses that have three and four wide receivers on the field if your safety can't cover then it you, you know what i'm saying you you're gonna be getting smoked roasted and toasted every single game so your your the I, I like the fact that the new orleans saints gets gets guys who are safeties, but they used to at one or uh, at one time or another, they played corner. And if you notice there's a trend, they're also going after guys who has have wide receiver backgrounds too, because right. they're trying to get the ball back to the offense. So I'm not mad at I, I think I, I think that you still can have Alante Taylor on the field with C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And it also opens up room to get Tyron Matthew. Uh, But I don't know, man. You know, when you get a guy like this, um, you got Marcus May, you know, who, you know, to me is a – he's not like Malcolm Jenkins. He's more so to be there for like a Marcus Williams role. But Mm -hmm. you can draft – I mean, but you can sign Tyron Matthew rather, you know, and I think he will definitely give you – was missing, uh, when Marcus Williams going to Baltimore, but I, this guy's gonna play and he's gonna play safety more more than that. Probably gonna
1: be like almost like a, a PJ Williams, you know, safety role. Okay, know? quick question, big dog. What, how many picks we got left in this draft, and when do you see us taking a, a running back? Because a Georgia running back went off the board tonight,
0: yeah. yeah. Well. The Saints, uh, the next pick is a, a fifth-round pick, so they got a five and a six. Um, I don't expect for the New Orleans Saints to try to get back in the fourth round or anything like that. Uh, I expect for them to sit there unless something ag- like they try to be aggressive and they give it. I mean, I guess they could trade a fourth-round pick, but I don't know. Um, I mean, they could trade to get back into the fourth round. Maybe they'll trade a fourth round for next year or something like that. I don't know, but – um. This might be one of those situations if you don't have a a, a good enough uh, running back that you might have to get an undrafted uh, free agent, you know, a hey. guy to play that. It. So we all know that the Saints they do a really good job in that in that room getting undrafted free agents, and those guys go out there and they play. So uh, hey, I,
1: dude, know dude, the know, opinion, I know it's not the most
0: popular opinion. I know we're trying to get away from it, but I mean, they did give us some some solid undrafted free agents, and these guys have been really good for this team so who's to say that it can't happen again
1: hey, let's not let's not forget tj michael lewis was the bill man yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> he was
0: undrafted i mean uh i i feel like Divine zigbo i mean if the saints running back room wasn't packed at that time i think he would have made the team he was undrafted i mean i mean the saints have a way of finding guys that can you know pay dividends for them so even if they don't get a good a, a running back they decide to go in a different direction because there's not a, you know, a running back that they feel like is a good fit via draft. I think that they can find somebody, you know, as a undrafted free agent, man. But, but, you know, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you, uh, your commentary. Uh, thank you, man, for uh, being here and, uh, you know, you call back anytime, man. Love hearing from you,
1: man. Shouts out to you, bro. You to go that this, this podcast, man. I don't care what nobody said.
0: Man, I appreciate, the it, man. Hoop, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate
1: it. Yeah, I appreciate
0: it, Arthur. Man, thank you and thank you for being on the show last night. Man, I had a lot of fun. Appreciate it.
1: Oh yeah, you doing you doing a live tomorrow? Are you gonna uh, go live for the fourth or fifth round tomorrow?
0: Uh, I might, I might give a little reaction, man. Uh, my wife working tomorrow, man. It's gonna be an all day affair, so I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do a live reaction. You know, I mean, I might, you know, take Paxton somewhere just to get him out the house, but. Definitely want to do something, you know, tomorrow, you know, to talk a little bit about the uh, the uh, four through seven rounds. So I'm definitely going to get something going, man. All right, big homie. All right. You take it easy. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, but – uh, yeah, man, I mean, look, I, I like the – I like the number the, – the second round pick. I really do. I, I have absolutely no problem uh, with the pick. All right, we're going to read a few more, then we're going to get up out of here. I just want to thank everybody for being here. Those that are right now, I got 115 uh, people in here. Those that are here right now, uh hit that li- uh, like button. Let everybody know you enjoy commentary. DA says, TJ, I'm kind of late to the party. Uh, Who did we pick as uh, far as a running back and some other players other than Lobby and Penny? Oh, brother, media is out for likes and views with equal money Period. Uh, DA, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Man, we just talking about the the draft. Uh, The Saints uh, decided to go and get safety, uh, Alante Taylor, uh, a safety slash corner out of Tennessee, uh, a position that the Saints actually needed, losing Marcus Williams, losing Malcolm Jenkins to retirement. They needed to address that position, and they did. So I'm not mad at that. How many years do we sit behind, you know, the – you know, sit behind you know the the, the computers, our phones, television, and watch the Saints do something completely opposite of what we think they're gonna do. So them being on brand this year, you know, I mean, I won't say being on brand because being on brand would be them not getting what we want, but them being on point this year, I I, I love it. Uh, James is going to flourish in this organization due to the team uh, he has around him. And the coaches the Saints have. I mean, that's that's what we expect. Now, I don't expect for Jameis to suck. I don't expect for Jameis to cost the taste the playoffs because I don't think that the Saints are gonna allow him to cost them the playoffs. Um, but I do think that Jameis is gonna be a better version of an NFL quarterback he's been in Tampa, and I just think that people just need to embrace the guy, and if you if you have not already because he's playing one of the most important, if not the most important position on the field. So I don't understand how anybody, you know, hoping and wishing this dude failed, because if he fails, that means the team fails. So far, uh, uh, drafted Chris Olave, Trevor Penning, and Alante Taylor. okay? So I guess giving somebody the, uh, the update. I like the video. Anybody else forgot? Uh, like for my dog ASAP yeah I appreciate that man appreciate that that's why the Saints selected him multiple wide receiver sets are taking over the league offensively yeah man look the, the old safety the guy that's the last line of defense but can't cover is a defensive liability in today's NFL it's not like how it used to be like yeah it's good to have a safety that can lower the boom John Lynch style uh, you know, like man, that's that's all good. Weapon next style, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like it's good. Ed Reed style, that's cool. But you also need a safety that can cover, right? You know what I'm saying? Brian Dawkins, Weapon next left us with some great moments. Ed Reed left us with some great moments. John Lynch left left us with some great moments, but you have to have an ability to cover as a safety in today's NFL because. You won't see the field if you can't. You will be a defensive liability. And we, as Saints fans, and some of you will probably be on the State of Saints podcast reaction shows after game, man, get that dude out of here. He can't cover. Remember that. It's good to have a guy who can transition to safety, a guy that that can come out there and transition to the safety position, you know, and, you know, give you that type of production as a corner. May not, you know, have the cover skills as a you know some of the other guys, but you still can, you know, bring him in a game and he can cover a tight end. He can come in a game, cover a running back. Can, at times he can even cover a wide receiver. Depends on the speed of that receiver. So that's the way I look at it. Uh I like the pick. Yeah, me too. Man, I have no no problem with that. The Eagles got Dean. Well, I mean, look, we don't have a third-round pick, so it was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time. And finally, casual just getting here. Unfortunately, I'm about to wrap it up. He says, what's up, everybody? What did I miss? Uh, Casual, the whole show, all right? You're going to have to rewind it, man. (laughs) And uh, Jermaine uh, says, hey, what up, TJ? Uh, You was happy last night. I didn't see uh, that last season uh, draft look on your face. Man, look. How could you be upset? How could you be upset at what they did in the first round? I mean, they finally got it right. I mean, how could you be upset? I wasn't. I definitely was not Look, I understand the Pelicans lost last night, and they had an outstanding season. They overachieved in ways. But that wasn't going to kill my vibe. I mean, the same getting a wide receiver after we've been hoping and praying and wishing they get one over the last three, four years. Like, and they get offensive linemen after they lose one of the best offensive linemen in Teron Armstead in football. How could I be upset about that? How could I be upset about something like that? But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Make sure that you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Also, previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. The show is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Use that promo code STATE OF SAINTS. That's all one word, STATE OF SAINTS. Save 20% off of your purchase. And shouts out to everybody that that uh, choose Manscaped, purchase Manscaped, and use that promo code. Uh, I've been getting a lot of positive uh, responses about people getting Manscaped items and also from Manscaped. So shouts out to you all and um also man i want to say thank you to everybody that was here last night day one of the nfl draft thank you for being here day two and we're going to be having a not i won't say it's a reaction show i don't want to promise that but we will be talking about day three of the nfl draft and the direction the new orleans saints went in on day three thank you all so much have a good morning noon night whenever you're checking out this podcast and like always all i gotta say is who that